the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Pastor Paul Kuzma, who has been married to Colleen since 1986. Uh, this is the week of love and Valentine's Day. So woo to Paul and Colleen. Um, they have two sons, three grandchildren and two more on the way. Wow. Um, Paul is a, a board certified pastoral counselor and pastoral sexual addiction professional with a master's degree in counseling from Liberty University. He brings 30 years, more than 30 years of uh, four square pastoral ministry experience as a youth pastor and then associate and senior pastor at the same church, as well as having over 15 years as a police chaplain for the Semi Valley Police Department. He serves as the director of Center for Spiritual Renewal, uh, also known as CSR East in Christianburg, Virginia, a retreat center for Foursquare pastors and their families. And he is also serves as the Emotional Healthy Discipleship course director and director of uh, also Emotional Healthy Discipleship uh, course uh, coaches with Pete and Jerry uh, Scazzaro. And lastly, serves with his as his community in his community as chaplain with the Montgomery County, Virginia Sheriff's Office. Nice. Very, very cool. Actually, I just learned. I thought I knew a lot about you, Pastor Paul, but now I know a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Vanessa. It's just a real pleasure to get to spend this time with you today. Yes, it is. And um, you are leading the Foursquare Safeguarding Team um, and or initiative where you have brought together a group of clinicians and pastors and leaders that are interested in ensuring that our churches are a safe place for everyone to be with, whether it's children, adults, um, just a, just a, right. the whole gamut of folks to just make sure that our, our churches are our place that people can call safe. Right. 
And you invited me to join you on that safeguarding uh, initiative. Uh, Gosh, it's been about a year ago. Yeah. And so um, maybe just start us off with telling a little bit more about what that entails. What is that about? And then certainly the wonderful work that, you know, and, and partnership with Grace, right? I'd love the, yeah. the, the listening audience to hear about that as well, but I'd love to hear that. But actually, you know what, before we get to that, Paul, yeah. Pastor Paul, tell us why, why are you, um, you know, what, what's your why in doing all of this wonderful work that you're doing? Well, I can tell you, uh, Vanessa, that my big why around why I got into counseling and uh, specifically counseling pastors is because as a uh, tried and true four-sport pastor myself since 1987, um, when I graduated uh, Life Bible College, uh, which at the time was located in its original location of Echo Park, California, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now is called Life Pacific University and located in San Dimas. LPU. Uh, LPU. <laughs> um, so the, the, uh, my big why is learning through a lot of pain myself as a Foursquare pastor um, about the, uh, the, the, the lack of openness within our culture. And it's not just the Foursquare church. It's pastoral culture. It's church culture in general. Lack of openness to the field of mental health and the need for uh, pastors everywhere uh, to prioritize their self-care, caring for themselves. So I like to say that the role that I've been in now as pastoral counselor and director of CSR East for the last seven years, uh, I like to say I've got about maybe a little less than 15 years left until I pass the baton to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that, that by the time I'm done, I'd like to see our Foursquare pastoral culture become one where help is no longer a four-letter word. Mm. I experienced for, for the first half, the first 15 years of my pastoral ministry, that saying that, that I needed help personally as a person was really kind of a four-letter word. It was a bit of a death knell. Mm. Um, Until 2001, uh, 21 years ago now, when I hit a season of pretty severe burnout and diagnosed with clinical depression, hit a season where I literally could barely get out of bed in the morning, and some mornings I didn't. And I said help at the time and uh, almost quit ministry. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was diagnosed with, with burnout, I called my district supervisor literally in tears and said, I'm being told I'm in burnout and that I didn't get here overnight. I'm not getting out overnight. Uh, so I guess I got to quit because that's what you did as a pastor uh, back then. And, and to a great extent, it happens even today. If you hit burnout, you just you quit and you go do something else. Yeah. Uh, but I had a district supervisor who was wise enough to say to me, well, Kuzma, you're not you're not going to quit. Uh, our church had a unique uh, history. We had never seen a positive pastoral transition. And he said, I think this church needs to see what it takes for a pastor to get healthy and lead from a place of health. And that landed me, Vanessa, in uh, in the office of a therapist. 
Wow. It started helping me dissect um, how I got into that place. And in that process, I began to learn a lot about myself. I began to learn about my family of origin and um, began to discover that clinical depression actually went uh, pretty far back in my own family of origin as well mm-hmm. um, and started to get get help for that. And out of that journey, um, I started having pastors, Vanessa, that would call me and they'd say, Kuzma, I heard you went through something. I don't know what it was, but uh, you're, you're still in it. You didn't have to quit. And I think I might need to talk to somebody. Over the long term, that led me um, to having my, my own uh, mentor and pastor in ministry encourage me to go get a degree in counseling. Mm. And I ended up doing that and uh, came into this field. And so seven years ago is when uh, the denomination asked me to relocate over here to the East uh, Coast, where I've been doing what I'm doing. So the why behind why I do what I do these days is because I I want to see a a pastoral culture where help is no longer that four-letter word. Mm. Over the last couple of years, I've worked with a lot of pastoral clients um, who uh, have, we've done just a lot of work around trauma and it's led to asking questions around abuse response Mm. and how organizations deal with abuse and its response to it. And we're asking questions now around the Foursquare movement about how to become more effective in abuse response. Foursquare is not alone in this uh, movement. What's taking place right now? No. Um, it's happening across the church at large. We're seeing all kinds of stories of, uh, of pastors that are continuing to, uh, to burn out at alarming rates and uh, a lot of abuse of power that's taking place around the church. And so we're starting to ask those kinds of questions. And uh, it's out of that that the, uh, the movement asked me about a year ago uh, to help us uh, figure out how we can respond and eventually prevent uh, abuse in a more effective manner. That, uh, that question connected us with an organization that you mentioned earlier called Godly Response to Abuse in the Christian Environment. And they're called Grace for short. And uh, there was um, some work that happened that Grace did for the Foursquare Church. It resulted in about a dozen recommendations that they made about how we could do this better. One of those recommendations was to launch a safeguarding team. And that's where you and I got connected. I heard a lot about the work you're doing through Love Never Fails and um, some of the incredible success that you have seen. Uh, heard also that you were consulted uh, on updating uh, Foursquare's child and youth protection manual materials. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's where we got connected. And, and that's why I do what I do. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And um, gosh, there's so many things. I so many, I have so many questions for you right now. So um, I'm going to hold them. Uh, let us take a quick break. We're going to come right back and hear from Pastor Paul and uh, Kuzma. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. 
That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Pastor Paul Kuzma, who is is a board-certified pastoral counselor and pastoral sexual addiction professional. Um, he has served as a pastor in a variety of capacities, youth, associate, senior pastor, and also as a police chaplain uh, for over 15 years at Simi Valley Police Department. And he is also the chaplain for Montgomery County, uh, Virginia Sheriff's Office. And he also is the, serves as the director of Center for Spiritual Renewal, um, which is a retreat center for Foursquare Pastors. And um, so we were just talking in the last segment about um, this safeguarding team that he has uh, pulled together at the at the request of um, International Foursquare Gospels leadership. And um, and so and then bringing in Grace and um, and an organization that has lots of experience with. Um, you know, making sure that the church is a safe place. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Um, you didn't also mention um, the work that we've been doing. Love Never Fails has been doing specifically Ready, which is racial equity, diversity and inclusion, um, how that whole sort of curriculum came to be and whatnot and what what we're currently how we're currently using it with uh, under Cure which is the Council for Unity, Restoration and Engagement Cure. And uh, so we are looking to roll out ready. Uh, actually, uh, interestingly, we're talking about the possibility of placing the ready course in LPU's library of wow. courses. And wow. so that we have a nice little alignment there. But we'll talk about that later. Let's get right. back to the safeguarding sure. initiative and to the work you're doing with Grace. And, you know, I love I have to say, like, I love that you are you want to establish a legacy around people being able to ask for help. Oh, I love, love, love that. And, you know, as a survivor of childhood abuse, as a survivor of domestic violence, while I was in church, by the way, I wasn't experiencing a DV situation um, and many, many other things. Um, I, uh, not the child abuse, so I didn't grow up in church, but the child abuse was separate, but, you know, we often, whether you're in church or not, 
we don't know how, like you said, to respond to. And, 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 And dare I say, we've never been taught how to respond to abuse and many of us even hide it. Um, So what are your thoughts there, Pastor Paul? Well, um, I'll, I'll also share with you, Vanessa, I, I I think we've been in settings and I certainly haven't been completely uh, private. I've been public about my own uh, survivor status of childhood sexual abuse uh, mm-hmm. at the um, uh, the hands of an older brother who mm-hmm. has since passed away. And that abuse was never uncovered um, or dealt with or responded to until I was in my adult years. Yeah. And uh, it, as a matter of fact, it was uh, even a part of my recovery from burnout mm-hmm. and the diagnosis of clinical depression where um, I finally revealed that this had taken place back in my teenage and adolescent years. Mm-hmm. My brother had already passed away by then. I began to uh, work with my therapist towards uh, revealing my own story uh, and begin to uh, receive healing through the therapeutic process and being honest, open, and vulnerable, and then transparent about um, my own story. Um, that's, that's not what is the driving factor, uh, behind my work in, in safeguarding and abuse response and prevention these days. Um, however, it did lead me towards even in, uh, pastoring a congregation. It did lead me towards, uh, being open and honest about, uh, the challenges that I had faced on into adulthood, um, that I, that were definitely connected to responding. And my work as a chaplain in law enforcement led me into some significant education around responding to abuse as well. Mm-hmm. And I began to, to see that it, it, it actually is possible um, for uh, victims and survivors of abuse to recover in some significant ways. So I do feel that my own story has led me to a unique place of helping us figure out, at least within my family of the Four Square Church, uh, how we can be more proficient and more effective. Uh, And uh, I'm going to use the terms here more victim focused and trauma informed about how we go about uh, responding to abuse and then preventing it out into the future. One of the things that Grace is really helping us with as well is uh, educating our safeguarding team on matters like victim focus, uh, abuse response, abuse prevention, and becoming more trauma-informed in how we care. Yeah. Uh, Some of that education actually is uh, leading our team as well towards recommendations that I'm sure we'll make into the future. Mm -hmm about the um, the importance of actually, I believe every pastor becoming trauma-informed yes. about how we do ministry mm-hmm. in our in our pastoral care, uh, you know, and anywhere within our next generation ministries from cradle to the grave. I couldn't so, agree with you more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
I'm, I certainly am becoming more educated and then more emboldened and impassioned as well in this process. Yeah. To, towards my, my hope is in the long term that the force that in the Foursquare church, our pastors will gain the ability to be trauma informed in how they care and actually be able to make connections within their communities, not just their church family, their congregation, right. Right. but in their communities towards what it looks like to help prevent abuse in the city that God has given us stewardship. Ooh, um, you're speaking my language. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what that's I'm asking. So good. And when you think about the way that God loves us, oh. I, I don't think that he would have anything less than that. He's Absolutely. not a God of get it done and, that's right. you know, of business plans and, you know, checklists and all that. He's he is a God that looks into our heart and says, my child is hurting, is broken and needs to be seen and met and cared for into the kingdom. And I, I'm just a firm believer. You know, you can't reach somebody in that deep inward part if you're just, you know, counting them like a you know, like uh, as a tick list, you know, and that's, that's some of what we've, isn't it? Some of what we've come to. I I think that's what Jesus is after Vanessa. Yeah. In the, in the, in in the gospel story of, of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep to go after the one. Yeah. I believe that that one has to do with, with victims who have been driven away, Mm. driven away, even from the church over time. Mm, there you go. Well, intentionality in what we're doing, that's 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 for sure. So we're we're gonna take another quick break. When we come back, I wanna talk a little bit shifting gears. Um, because as you know, I am um very focused on dealing with um sexual, you know, addictions and behaviors. And I wanna talk a little bit about that in the context of the church. Um I was just having a very difficult discussion yesterday about grace. Uh, You know, how do we walk the line of grace with behaviors that are, you know, horrific, you know, like uh, praying on, you know, abusing a child or, you know, someone looking at pornography and knowing that it's going to harm their family or even that a child is in there, you know, what, where where is God's heart in all of this and what is our response to this and in in coming alongside or condemning or meeting somebody who's struggling with some of these things so um let's uh take a quick break and we'll come back and thank you for listening to love never fails radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. 
Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are talking today to Pastor Paul Kuzma, who um, has just done a, a plethora of things in terms of uh, been a youth pastor, associate pastor, senior pastor in the um, International Foursquare Gospel uh, churches, and then also has is now a pastoral counselor and sexual addiction professional, as well as a chaplain. And so um, his really area of expertise, as we've been talking, Paul, your area of expertise is really to um, help people with uh, appropriate responses to abuse and to teach communities specifically, you know, Foursquare, but just any communities about making sure that their families, their communities, their places yeah. of worship, their everything are safe places where people can ask for help where people are trauma informed. Um, and, and so I'm just uh, loving having you here. And I wanted to share with the listening audience and also, you know, I've been pretty heavily involved in um, advocating for survivors uh, throughout California. So I just had a, a meeting with the governor's office last uh, California governor's office last uh, last Thursday. And I brought s- some survivors in to share their concerns about a bill SB 357, which basically what uh, if I could say very briefly what it what it will do is it will uh, decriminalize loitering for the purpose of prostitution. And the the reason the reason why the the makers of that bill want it to decriminalize is they don't want the police arresting um, uh, predominantly women or members of the LGBTQ community, but predominantly black and Latino women is what their narrative is. Okay. And members of the LGBTQ plus community that are in constant contact with the police because they are the wow. ones that are the they're the ones that are being exploited at the highest rate. And so their narrative is that the police are, um, you know, it's a horrible experience. We don't want them to be engaged by the police. So we want to just throw out this loitering, um, you know, law so that um, it's not against the law to be loitering for the purpose of prostitution. That way we get get our hands off of these people that are out there and we don't have any police contact with them. Well, but then we have more buyer contact with them. We have more exploiter contact with them. We increase demand and we, and so my narrative has been, that's not enough to take the police out of the equation. You have to add, you have to bring someone else in like a counselor or like an advocate that's going to take the place of the police. If you're worried about the police. So you have to, you have to put someone who's going to come and meet them in the street and help them. And then also you have to, um, 
you have to continue to keep the buyers and the exploiters accountable. And by removing this law, actually the buyers and the exploiters will no longer be able to be arrested as well. So my, this is my opinion. My opinion is that there is some insidious agenda uh, going on here around just wanting to get access to young bodies and, um, you know, and it's being disguised as a way to protect black and brown women or members of the LGBTQ community, which are disproportionately abused and exploited. And the reason why I say that is because they didn't offer any exit services. They didn't offer any counseling. They didn't uh, offer any way to get safe. Yeah. And for me, that is everything, you know, okay, you want to bring the police up, but why not? So, so I'm, you know, and as I've been going through this process, I've been thinking a lot about the buyers and the exploiters and, and, you know, believe it or not, um, I have a tremendous amount of empathy for them because I recognize that many of them were abused as children themselves or misguided or corrupted to believe that this, this kind of behavior is um, acceptable, uh, you know, or is okay, or they didn't get help for it when it started to kind of fester. And I want to, I want to understand it without giving people um, a pass, you know? So it's like, how can I help you with your mental health state? And at the same time, uh, set a boundary that you can't keep doing this. It's not okay. You're hurting others. How do you, how do you do that? Pastor Paul, and you're from where you sit, you, you I'm sure deal with this all the time. Sure. So there, there are a couple of um, uh, categories that, that I would say that we're talking about here, Vanessa. Obviously, we have the, the category of uh, the victims, but then we have the category of the perpetrators. And I, we're obviously addressing the perpetrators here. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, as evil as the behavior is. Mm hmm. Uh, they're they're also people, right? That were, I believe, made in God's image, mm-hmm. and have God's eye on them, not just in a judgmental way, right? But also from a heart of love for them as well. Yeah, and so helping them uh, can also be very specialized work. Depend, especially when we're talking about areas like sex addiction, Mm -hmm. or um, when we're talking about areas like uh, the official name of it uh, is escaping me, but folks that um, abuse out of uh, and and most expressly uh, sexually abuse out of um, some some kind of a pull or draw uh, towards children. When they're pedophilia, pedophilia. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, There are very specialized uh, places of treatment Mm -hmm. for disorders like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we can look at it, it's helpful for me in my experience to draw the boundaries and create uh, policies around offering even perpetrators the possibility of treatment that would be specific to them, helping them make connections to those kinds of places. 
Yeah. I can't, I can't make decisions for them. They have to decide whether or not to pursue the treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think, so we, unfortunately we have to go to a break. I, I think I, I went on a too, little too long there, but I, I do want to come back and, sure. um, and, and continue this because I think, sure. Um, I'd like to talk about there, there's different scenarios here. It's like, you know, there's the, yeah. the pedophilia, there's pornography, right? Um, which can can snap into pedophilia because you may Absolutely. be looking at someone who says they're 18, but they're really not. Right. So um, then there's, you know, someone who is buying sex. Right. And okay. um, and they are buying sex from a willing adult. And then there's. There's another whole persona who is someone who's selling people who's like, you know, beating them or psychologically beating them into submission and then or physically, you know, and selling them. And that those for me represent a whole range of different types of folks with different challenges. And so I'd love to get your take on, um, you know, certainly they'd have to opt in, but. Is there, is there, you know, are they too far gone, right? This is a question we have to deal with. So we'll, we'll come, we'll come back and uh, explore this with Pastor Paul. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Pastor Paul talking about um, pastoral care, about safety, trauma-informed places of worship, talking about um, sexual addiction and, you know, how that shows up, especially in, in the church, but just in general. And and we were talking in the last segment about these different types of challenges that one, again, I think I think you and I are on the same page that no matter what the person is doing, they are a, a, a person, they are a real person and they are created in God's image, period. Like there's no wavering on that, right? That's biblical, but um, so, so, and it's not a, but so, and they're struggling with a sexual deviant, sexually deviant behavior. Um, 
And so we talked about, you know, four or five different types of challenges. And so what are your thoughts, you know, when you think about the range of where this can go um, and, and you think about being a pastor, you think about being, you know, like me, I'm, I'm in a kind of a parachurch role at Love Never Fails where, sure. yes, I'm a pastor, but, but I, in that role, I'm, I'm often the advocate for the victim. Yeah. So now what? Yeah. Yeah. So um, with the phrase I was looking for a little bit earlier uh, in that previous segment, when, when we came up with the phrase pedophilia was a phrase is a different phrase, actually, uh, that the acronym for it is MAP. Yes. Or minor, minor attractive, attractive person. person. Mm-hmm. And there is specialized help available for those who are minor attracted. Um, and there's a lot I, I acknowledge. There's a lot of controversy even around that term yes. and whether or not treatment for MAPS is truly available. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is definitely a range between uh, what, what we would call sexual addiction that would have to do with compulsion on somewhat of an uncontrollable obsession or compulsion with pornography, viewing pornography, however uh, the mode is that it's viewed uh, across maybe the other end of the spectrum to where somebody is sexually deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the treatment modes available are not the same. Mm-hmm. How we view the person uh, is, uh, I, I believe, that especially in the church, that ought to be uh, the same that we're viewing them as people made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that our greatest responsibility is towards our children mm-hmm. and towards their protection. Yeah. And the, the choices that somebody makes, whether uh, there's a lot of controversy even around the topic of sexual addiction and whether or not it can even be an addiction. It's been in and out of the uh, the DSM, DSM. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the mental health field uh, over the years, uh, currently is out. Um, so it's it's not a uh, you know a, a clinic. It's not clinically uh, diagnosable. Um, so the the level of deviance makes all the difference in the world. I think around churches. And we can, I don't know that you're necessarily going, that we're necessarily going this direction, Vanessa, um, in our conversation right now. But even when it applies to when the offender or perpetrator is a pastor mm-hmm. and how we set up those kinds of boundaries yeah. and how we deal with um, both our response and then future prevention mm-hmm. to uh, provide services uh, and guidance available for pastors. We know that uh, pastors are people too. Yeah. And uh, there are numbers upwards of, in some studies of 70 to 80% of pastors that have had some level of struggle that could qualify as sexual addiction, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, connection to pornography uh, or it's even experiencing and having a sexual relationship with somebody in their own church community. Mm. Um, so pastors definitely are, are not immune from this. Yeah. 
some of the work that we're doing on the safeguarding team uh, within the Foursquare Church is taking a look at uh, how, what are the policies we have in place to, mm-hmm. to deal with pastors in those kinds of situations yep. and offer them opportunity. We're doing a lot of work right now talking about it's one thing to pers- to restore somebody personally as a person and in their marriage. It's a different thing to restore them to the ministry. Yes. Um, so I, I, I think policy conversations are important. Um, but we also know that uh, driving any policy has to be uh, underlying philosophy, values, uh, foundation. And, and that's a lot of the kind of work we're going to be doing with the safeguarding team this initial year is bringing some education to the table around the Foursquare Church regarding the ways we think about abuse response and prevention yeah. and where we go. Uh, w- w- you know, what does grace mean? And by that, I don't mean the organization I mentioned earlier. I mean, literally the spiritual concept. Yeah. What does it look like to do battle even spiritually? Because mm. as a spiritual people, there is we believe in spiritual warfare and that there is something that the enemy of our souls is trying to achieve. Yes. And how do we how do we come at that even as a safeguarding team? How do we do that? Not just saying, well, we just need to pray about it. By no means are we talking about that. No, because some spiritual warfare is done in action as well. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate that you brought up pastors because, you know, I often uh, I often share that there's so many different articles. I'll I'll share them out on our social media about pastors that are being arrested left and right for trafficking and for buying sex and for, um, you know, of course, for molestation. And then you hear about there's some pretty astronomical statistics around the use of pornography of, you know, of people that are just attending church. And, and sometimes, you know, I think it's important for me to verbalize this for the, for the listening audience is that um, there was a survey that was done of thousands of victims of uh, exploitation and they shared that they were in, um, in, you know, not only being exploited, but also being placed in movies and, you know, pornographic movies. And um, it, I can't remember the actual percentage, but it was definitely more than 50%. And I want to say it was 9,000 victims that were interviewed. And they, they all said that they weren't voluntarily participating in these pornos. So, when we consume pornography, we must understand that we are literally enslaving people because we're creating a demand for something that has to be taken by force. And even though it looks like, you know, I, I, so I do want to say this, I have a couple of um, buyers that are part of love never fails now. And they've come to me privately and said, Um, I was a buyer and my heart breaks thinking about what um, I've done to these, uh, you know, they were buying women and uh, to these women and um, what I've done to them. And, and, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, forgive them. I'm just a woman, but um, I said, you know, you're, you know, you're the Lord forgives you. He forgives you. And, and now let, you know, let your light shine before men, like just, 
just be a beacon of hope for other men to come out of this and women to come out of this and and um, don't walk in, you know, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ That's Jesus. Right. Right. And and um, and the thing they told me that I just have to say before we go to break here is that they said um, they thought that the that the people they were buying, they had come up with this fantasy that they wanted to be with them. Wow. And and so that really hit me because. Um, they had convinced themselves that that they were wanted in that, you know, in that relationship where they were buying sex. And at the end of the day, I thought, you know, not giving that their behavior a pass, but just empathizing that we have we're in these different places in our life where we we maybe don't feel so good about ourselves yeah. and we just want to be wanted. Yeah. And, you know, and so. I could relate to them in those instances. And I had a tremendous amount of empathy. And again, just emphasizing that they're not beyond the love of Christ. They're not, it's, it's not too, they're not too far gone, but we do have to interrupt that behavior. And so that's where the accountability and consequences come in. Anyway, we're, we're, we're gonna, we could go on and on. I'm going to take a quick break and um, we'll come back. I want people to hear how they can get involved with, you know, if they're, especially if they're, pastors with icfg like for them to know that you have this beautiful center resource and and any other ways they might be able to reach out to you so we'll come right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors this is dr miluna fausch I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we, we have just had a wonderful time uh, with you, Pastor Paul. And um, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to share more about the resources that you have available if people want to reach out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, i go ahead and share a couple of them. One is uh, the work that I do full-time here at the Center for Spiritual Renewal East. Uh, you, you've mentioned it, that it's it's a retreat center for four-square pastors and their families. When, when I talk to groups of four-square pastors, if any of you are, are out there listening, I like to say uh, to our pastors, did you know that the four-square church gives you the gift of a free timeshare? <laughs> we invite you to come out for a week a year uh, to 
a beautiful area of Southwest Virginia um, to a, a full apartment that's all your own, beautifully appointed and furnished, fully stocked kitchen. You pay your way to get here. You take care of your food while you're here. Uh, but you you can come out for a study break, some Sabbath rest. You, If you want some counseling while you're here, uh, or if you just want a free cup of coffee and a free or a free meal, I'm, I'm happy to spend that time with you as well. This year, we're actually starting what I'm calling a caregivers collaborative, um, where we'll have some other counselors, therapists, uh, life coaches, and spiritual directors available to meet with pastors as well. Um, but you, you, can, you can check us out at csreast.com. Uh, to learn a little bit more about the kind of work that, that we're doing here. And I'm, I'm very just privileged and honored to get to walk in pastor's stories. Um, a little sliver of what I do, you also made mention, Vanessa, uh, that I serve as an emotionally healthy discipleship course coach. There are eight of us. I also serve as the director of the course coaches. And uh, you can check out that work. Um, at emotionallyhealthy.org, uh, the work of Pete and Jerry Scazzaro and, and what's happening there. That's another place to connect with me. Uh, and then I, I also have um, a resource website uh, that I call Pastor for Life. The four is F-O-R, Pastor for Life. And you can check that out at pastorforlife.org. Um, where I have a resource website that just came out of my own story of burnout and depression, uh, recovery and healing, um, where I give, there's, there are some blog articles there. I probably should write more blog articles than I do, but uh, there's some blog articles there. My story is there. And then there's a, a page for retreat centers all over the U.S. and a few outside of the U.S., that you can find. And then there's a page as well that lists a referral page for uh, doctors, uh, psychiatrists, counselors, therapists, life coaches, and spiritual directors if you're looking for somebody uh, to talk to as well. So, wow, that's awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Pastor Paul. My, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, just a few more things before we close the show. I um, wanted to remind you, we have our gala coming up March the 6th. It's virtual. It's from 5 to 630, uh, 5 to 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. So please join us. You can get a ticket or a table or a sponsorship by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And uh, the tickets are $75 at the moment. However, we are going to be doing a sale um, starting on the 18th, a holiday sale. So 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st, the tickets will be $50 each. So if you purchase your tickets that weekend, holiday weekend, it will be $50. So please jump in on that. Um, join us. We have a keynote speaker, survivor leader, Becca Charleston will be speaking. Uh, we also have a uh, poem from uh, in South African inspired poem. As you all know, this is the theme is the journey to freedom, where we celebrate the freedom of the survivors that we have come alongside. And please, uh, please uh, join us. And then I, I wanted to just share that we filmed our first short film for short movie uh, with social impact productions and that will be 
viewed at the after party right after the gala eight minute 10 minute movie and we'll have a little discussion with the the woman um anna anorata who uh created it as well as jen alvarez from soldier solutions and myself so you don't want to miss it again love never fails us.com forward slash events all right we hope that you're having a blessed day and you've enjoyed this time together if you haven't heard it before or you need to hear it again we want to make sure that you know that you are loved Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.